0: Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. It's Michelle Siraki. And Victoria Hoveld. With Pitbull Advocates of America.
1: This is our podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. We're just coming off of listening to some outtakes. Oh my gosh. Which is hilarious. Really.
2: They're really, they're really funny. And then actually we made some new ones already trying to make this (laughs) Trying to make this episode as well. Um, So, which gave us the fun idea. Mm -hmm. I think that outtakes are always almost the best part of like the movie that you go see or, um, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that you know with with our ultra professional editing t- you know <laughs> knowledge that we have here but i think we're going to try and edit some of those outtakes together and and do a funny one coming oh my gosh. up here
1: i'm looking forward
2: to that episode i'm looking forward to yeah. that one too i like it i feel like that's the one that you and i are gonna sit back with a A couple of strong drinks and really just enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be fun. I think that once the pandemic is over, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of thing that we try and do like on a Zoom. Even after the pandemic is over, but because because we have people all over the country listening. So I guess it wouldn't matter actually now that I think about it. So it wouldn't matter if the pandemic is over or not. That would be funny. That would be funny. Everyone can bring their favorite cocktail and their favorite dog. And they can like show them on the on the screen. Oh, I'd love to see all the puppies. Yeah, I and like then that. and and then they could all wear their pajamas. Oh
1: yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> that would be great. I like it. We that's could a have great a idea. huge pitbull pajama podcasting party.
1: Oh. Well, that's, there's an idea. It. I it's, like it. It's like
2: coming coming right out of me. Beautiful. As we're speaking. So this <laughs> is very very fun stuff. So anyway looking forward to that today, mm-hmm. what we have cooking for you, you've all
1: seen the title. It's the one with the myths, yeah, and there are a ton of myths out there, um, yeah, I mean, so many, I don't even know if we know them all to be honest right
2: with you. yeah i th- I feel like um I feel like new ones are birthed a lot too, like yeah. there's definitely the standard ones that we all know mm-hmm. and don't like and have they've just really overstayed their welcome yep um but i feel like there are there are things that i hear mm-hmm. um often very yeah. often that are um just i feel like just really myth worthy yeah. like really like do you really think that's true because that doesn't sound right to me yeah you know yeah so um so yeah so and in This is kind of an interesting, or it's at least been kind of an interesting podcast for us to try and figure out how to present to you all because we know that um, most of you are already advocates. Most of you are already working for the cause Mm -hmm. and um, working for the movement and are already trying to dispel, you know, myths and, and, and whatnot. So part of this, I think, is just... Um, us reinforcing again like how you should maybe be approaching that yeah but um but there are a couple myths that we actually do want to bust yeah for sure know? yeah so, but to start I think we should start with the ones right do you want to start with the ones that you feel like everybody kind of
1: yeah, so, like, pit bulls have locking jaws. Right. Obviously not true. There's no mechanism in their jaw that allows it to lock. No, there's um, no mechanism in any animal's jaw that <laughs> yeah. allows it to lock. Yeah.
2: And we were talking about that, too, off mic for a second, yeah. which made us giggle a little bit. Like, so where's the key, then?
1: Right, yeah. So how
2: do we lock these jaws? How, how do we unlock these jaws and can we go to ace true value when we lose the key to get another one made i mean like these are the kind of things that i feel like if people could put their fear on a shelf for a moment and think logically that they would go okay hang on this just this just really doesn't sound believable
1: yeah it's hard though because when you're looking for something to validate your fear Mm -hmm. or justify your fear you you hear that statement "Pipples have locking jaws and you're like oh shit they do Mm -hmm. and like your rational part of your brain i don't think really takes control and that phrase really hits to like the emotion and your fear right i i think you're
2: hitting on an incredibly important topic right here is that is that believing in this myth mm-hmm. validates their fear? Yep. So what we need to be doing as advocates is validating their fear yeah. with compassion, with with love, with kindness, right. with with other knowledge, mm-hmm. um, because that's really all that they want. They just they're yeah. they're willing to open their minds nine out of ten times right. if we validate their fear instead of stifling it, belittling it, and and right. acting like that. So I think that that's, I think that that's huge, Victoria. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Um, And and you know what? This happens. Like, this does happen. Um, I was in um, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and was setting up for a Pipple University, obviously Mm pre-COVID. And this woman that worked at the facility at the venue where we were having the seminar came in to, like, show me some... UV or UV, some <laughs> AV equipment yeah. um, stuff and how I was going to, you know, put up my show and, and everything. And she said something about, um, you know, that she's been kind of fearful of pit bulls. Yeah. And she was like, because, you know, they have locking jaws.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I know. And I was like, I, I hadn't heard that one in a while. I know. It had sure. been a hot Minute, Yeah. Um, since I had been approached by that, mm-hmm. um, by anyone with that particular concern. Yeah. And so I just had to take a second yeah. and go, okay, this is what we're going to, this, this is what we're going to do today for right. advocacy. Yeah. Like, okay. And I just um, kind of smiled at her mm-hmm. and I said, right. I mean, but I mean we know that that really isn't true right. and she kind of looked at me and i just said because there isn't any animal that could possibly have a mechanism in their jaw yeah. that would allow it to lock and you could see her wheels start to turn i wasn't defensive and i wasn't condescending right, you know yeah. like i really genuinely genuinely my heart mm-hmm. smiled Because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're so scared. Yeah, you're so scared that you are gonna (laughs) believe that, right? So, yeah, so I mean, I think that that's huge, though. You guys, you you just need to think about the fact that these folks just want their fear validated, right? Um, they just don't want to feel alienated anymore and they don't want to feel belittled,
1: right? So, they'll hang on to things that may not make a lot of sense to us, but they're gonna be able to justify it, right? Exactly. And and that's okay. All we can do is educate them kindly and respectfully right. and, and move on.
2: It is. It's totally okay. And that's the type of thing that makes people believe that they are inherently aggressive or that right. makes people believe that they are ticking time bombs or, or that they can't feel pain or that they can't feel pain. Yeah, which is say, a or, really interesting Or one. that they eat kids. Oh, sure. That yeah. is, that, I mean, my that my parents of said that to me. Yeah. Everyone that knows the story yeah. of how this whole organization was started has heard me say I was pregnant and my mom said, aren't you worried it's going to eat the baby? She literally had those words come out of her mouth. Yeah, that's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing level of fear. Yeah. Not yeah. of ignorance, you guys. Right, right, right. Not of ick, not of ignorance. Just, you know, a fear. Of, she was so scared for her grandchild and mm-hmm. she had heard these things and
1: and yeah. there's nothing to take personally about these right myths. which is i feel like is really hard though because when people say some of that stuff i feel like sometimes as advocates we can take it as you're talking about my dog yeah, you know yeah. and that's a really personal thing for us so right. i feel like it is hard sometimes to not get defensive yeah. but it's so important that yeah. you not get defensive when some of these things are said yeah i mean
2: i'm i'll agree like i think high 90s percent of the time advocates are when they hear someone saying something about a pit bull yeah they hear your pit bull
1: Mm -hmm. you know yeah
2: and i can't i can't beg you strongly enough to stop that, yeah. to stop that cycle of thinking
1: mm-hmm.
2: in your brain, and and that is really a conscious decision
1: yeah.
2: that you're going to start talking to yourself in your head. Hey guys, you're all going to come crazy with Michelle Soraki. <laughs> okay? Because you're going to develop your little advocate voice in your head, your little alter person that's going right. to go. They're not talking about your dog, right? They're not talking about about Skippy. They're not talking right. about whatever you know. No, they're just talking about. Pitbulls
1: bulls in general yep. yeah
2: and that's hard enough mm-hmm. but so yeah you know like that is that's hard enough but you've got to get over that
1: yeah you and you know it,
2: like and you got to practice it
1: yeah and like you were saying it's not automatic like it's not going to come natural to you your natural mm-hmm. response is going to be defensiveness right. and and anger mixed in there but um like she was saying if you can really try to take a step back and think about it and yeah. think through um yeah and then ask ask why
2: yeah. Oh, always. You know, start always. a conversation. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, go to the episode right before this. Yes. Please listen it. to that one. Gosh, I love listen that episode. Listen to it twice, three times. Yeah. More. Highlight it in your brain, man. Yeah. I love that episode. I, know. I love that it's one. Fantastic. It was one. Such a good one to do. So, so those are kind of the generic, vanilla. Yep. Right, and yeah. there's probably more. You guys, we oh, get there's it. There's way more. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. there's there's other ones, and and I and I know that you're you're probably thinking of one right now that you're like, I can't believe that they're not not mentioning blah, yeah. you know. But yeah, so there's a bunch of these just really generic, really out there. They've been being said for like thirty years, mm-hmm. and yes, we're tired, and yes, it stinks. But yeah. you know what? It's because we haven't been meeting. We haven't been meeting those interactions. The way that we need to
1: exactly you know with
2: with the compassion and with the kindness that allows people to open up their brain and consider something else right so victoria and i decided to talk about a couple in specific Mm. that shifting gears a little we feel like maybe there's going to be some advocates listening right now that actually don't know that these next few things are myths,
1: yeah, which is super, super exciting. It is
2: kind of exciting, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's it's it is it's it's exciting to be able to hopefully open up sp- some more minds, spread some new knowledge, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, sometimes even in the advocate world, though, yeah. this comes with resistance. So if you start to feel yourself resisting a little bit, um, take a couple deep breaths. Remi- remember that um, this is this is. It's all new, right? And um, I mean, there's a chance
1: that we don't know what we're talking about. There is a chance, sure. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. But do your own research. Exactly. So, so hear what we have to say. Yeah. And then you could be like, no, these bitches are crazy," mm-hmm. and then do your own research, and then you'll oh find my out. Gosh. You know. You know what? Could we just touch on that for one second? Let's do it. How about if you hear
2: anything that that just sounds a little weird? Right. How about if we just categorize that in the myth category mm-hmm. and we research it on our own anyway before we jump on social media and start telling everybody that it's the truth and whatever. Right. Um here's a great one, yeah. right? <laughs> here's a great one. Any dog that you find on the street that has a cut, scrape or bruise was probably used as a bait dog in a dog fighting ring.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, they're just all bait dogs.
1: No, they're not.
2: Don't you know that they're all... There's no such thing as a stray dog, you know, trying to get under a fence right. and cutting himself. That's yep. definitely a gang initiation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, slice of a blade. I mean, come on, you guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah.
1: Please think. Yeah. Just, just get your motions in check. Right. Are you I? pointing at me to get my emotions in check right now? Because no, I'm getting a little heated. I'm just very excited <laughs> because I had a good point. Oh, sorry, go. No, just get your emotions in check. Again, take a step back and think right. and just do some research. Right. Not everything that you see or or hear is true automatically. Right. Even from reputable.
2: Organizations, right. yeah. reputable foundations, whatever. Sure, we all don't necessarily. I mean, that is one of the huge things. People Advocates of America is trying to do. We're trying right. to get everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. We've talked with a lot of these big organizations, foundations, different people, different advocates yeah. over the years. We're trying to find some common ground to to, to really push our movement. Forward, yeah. But I'm going to tell you guys right now. This is funny because now I'm just, yeah, I am a little heated. Going to go off on this tangent, right? The the bait dog epidemic in the United States of America does not exist. I'm going right. to go on record as saying that. Yeah, I'm going to go on record as saying that actually as fact. You can definitely go fact check me. Yeah, fact check me. But um, there is not a bait dog epidemic here. You can't possibly really look at a dog. And be like, oh, my
1: gosh, I think that that was a bait dog. (laughs) Yeah, from what? From a couple of scrapes? Exactly. Because the dog is a little afraid, because the dog's afraid of big dogs. There are so many variables that go into that.
2: Yeah. You don't know. Right. Some bait dogs, some legit real bait dogs, Mm -hmm. okay, are terrified of humans. Because sure. they had horrible interactions with humans. Every single time they saw a human, they had to go, and they had to fight, and they lost, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Some bait dogs love humans, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Sure. Some bait dogs love dogs. Sure. What? Yeah. You know, these are, are things, are experiences that I saw with my own eyes that had I not— that in the largest dog fighting bust in history, I visually was standing there watching, yeah. like going, wait a minute, you know, how does this dog possibly, you know, is he's going to come out of his shell with another dog right now? Like this yeah. is nuts. So yeah. Anyhow, that's a whole different podcast and we do want to have a podcast. Sure. We don't want to have a podcast about dog fighting, no, but we have to not. have a dog yeah. fight, you know, we have to, yeah. um, so that we will go into on a different place but huge myth huge myth for sure you know yeah. and um and i and it's just it's something that that people just buy into and buy into and buy into over and over and over again you know or the way that that uh, you know the way that shelters or animal control the way that they care for and 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 take you know do things with their dogs or whatnot or they euthanize this or they don't that or whatever again you guys
1: yeah there's so much stuff that goes on that you don't even know yeah myths and rumors yeah and stop then stop it why spread that yeah why stop. spread that work you know? with your animal control yes, facility please. like why are you working against them work with them please
2: try stop. and we recognize there are some beastie beastie organizations and shelters right sure. i mean I, I i cannot i know that somebody's listening right now and they're going you don't understand yeah. you don't understand what my shelter does that i i know that they do okay then instead of spreading myths and rumors let's let's try and let's try and help make some yeah. change or something right i know that it's hard yeah but yeah okay sorry just got way off. There's just so many times when I know yeah. that advocates are having a hard time mm-hmm. with this, um, and they're just believing what they hear, yeah, because it was at a conference or because it was um, on a page that they feel like is a reputable page. You know, there's a there's a lot of really great, well-intended advocate people that are still. Um, are still finding out some some truth to to this whole thing. This is constantly a learning. learning, It is, yeah, um, absolutely.
1: You're not born knowing how to advocate, and our big problem is that everybody's doing it differently. Yes. And we're not really leading anywhere because somebody over here is doing it one way and somebody over there is doing it a completely different way. Mm -hmm. That only hurts our cause. Mm -hmm. Um, It does. We got off on a couple of little...
2: We did. So this whole nanny myth thing... What?
1: You mean pit bulls weren't nanny dogs?
2: Never. 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 Dang it.
1: Fight me on this, people. <laughs> yeah, there's no actual evidence anywhere that we can find that pit bulls were specifically nanny dogs.
2: No, there's no diaries. There's no love Period letters. Than- there's
1: pictures. There's cute oh, pictures. there's great pictures. There's a bunch of old-timey cute pictures. Yeah. They got pit bulls in them. They got other breeds in them, too. Yeah. It, I have it doesn't mean they I were have all nannies. Of my
2: pitbulls with my kids too, and my pit bulls yeah. were never nannies,
1: right? Ever? Oh, not, please don't let your pitbull be a nanny day. dog. Good please don't let Lord. any
2: don't let any of your dogs don't let any Gosh. of your dogs be alone with your kids. Uh, don't put them in charge of them. Don't Gosh, no. um, don't have them share kennel space.
1: Oh my don't, gosh, <laughs> don't even.
2: <laughs> don't, just don't, you yeah. know. So, so though, okay, on a serious note for a second, though, because um, I know that this is actually mind-blowing for some folks that are listening right well, now. Well, it
1: was mind-blowing for me. I don't know about you, but, like, I believed for a very long time that they were nanny dogs, <laughs> that they were yeah. this great dog, and they were so fantastic with kids, and it fed into the narrative that I wanted to believe. Right. Therefore, I clinged onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was mind-blowing. I was like, wait, there's no actual research. There's no diaries. There's no nothing that says that this right. was actually true. Right. Yeah. They're actually, if
2: you really, really dig and look for evidence, I think that what you're going to find is that somewhere in the late 80s or early 90s, yeah. this just popped up out
1: of nowhere. By a well-meaning advocate. Heck,
2: yeah. The same way that it's all in how the race popped up out of nowhere by yeah. a well-meaning advocate. Right. Right. Not true. Yeah. And hurtful. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, why yeah. does this myth hurt us? Uh, because a lot of the other side goes, uh, you're leaving your dogs at home with your babies, and you think that that's a good thing. And we're like, no, no, actually, actually, all of us don't. And yeah. no, we don't. You know, yeah, I get it. I get it. We wanted to have some sort of cute little story to make them seem less monstrous right. or whatever. Here's the facts, though. Uh, Pipples aren't monsters, Pipples right. are animals, they're dogs, and we don't need to fabricate cute stories right. to spread truth about these animals. We don't need that. We have science. We I have... feel like
1: that should be on a quote somewhere. What? What you just said. Oh, we're gonna... Yeah, you said it really beautifully. Gonna have to rewind. All right, well put thank it on you. A, yeah, that was really good. Put on. A, I was gonna say something like that, but it was not gonna come out like that. Put it on a sticker or yeah. something. Oh, <laughs> I like it.
2: All right, my day. But my like day that. is a success. Woot, woot. I came up with a good quote that I really don't even have a clue what it was. It was really good how you
1: said it. Awesome. I like it.
2: Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm just. Well, I
1: think we should end on a good note right there <laughs> and
2: move on to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, a the, different there's, myth. There's really not much more to say though. Right. Like, there's no actual evidence. This is a myth. Please stop saying it if you are currently saying it. Right. And that's okay if you were currently saying it. You know better now. Let's move on. And if you think that you have some
2: proof to this, I would love to um, talk to you about it. We would love to look at it with you. We've researched and researched. Because here's something interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, When you and I decided to challenge this myth, I don't know if you remember that, but when you and I were like, We wanted to come forward and say that it was a myth, but we were like, man, we better be spot on. We better be Um. 160 million percent sure before Mm -hmm. we come out and say that this isn't true. And so you and I were like researching and researching and researching and looking and looking and looking and turning every stone over and just, you know, whatever, and really trying to find out. So if we missed something, though, in those hours, um bring it to us please please just contact contact us at contact Mm -hmm. at pitbulladvocates.org perfect i would love to i just we always are open for conversations you guys
1: yeah and like you said this is really a learning process for for everybody us included so if you find something bring it to our attention we can talk about it please do we'll cry I know, yeah. Because we spent a lot of time. I do remember that. Yeah, now, actually. we will
2: yeah. cry if yeah. you come forward and you have some diary entry from 1903, and like <laughs> I'm gonna like cry and be like, "Oh my gosh, I wasted like eight hours of my life, you know, working so hard That's to funny. see what what was out there." But, um,
1: but yeah. So, so yeah. Please, though, it's yes. just a myth. It's yeah. just a myth. Speaking of, of myths, yeah. um, dog fighting dogs can't be around other animals ever.
2: Right. Or cats or kids or old people
1: or young people. Or anything. Right. Eek, that's yeah. a problem. It's also a gigantic myth. It is a gigantic myth. Like a big one yeah. and incredibly detrimental to the dogs who had to suffer through that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And this one was a deeply rooted myth because prior to Michael Vick's yeah. case... Um, dog fighting dogs were 100% of the time, regardless of where you were in the United States of America, they were always euthanized.
1: Right, because we didn't know. Always. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Nobody nobody really knew. Right. Trainers,
1: behaviorists,
2: everyone, you know, no one had tried it yet yep. mm-hmm. um, because of the way that just everything was structured. And the Vic case was the first time where – where behaviorists and trainers Mm -hmm. and animal advocates came forward and said, hang on, let's see what we can do. Um, Thank God. I know. Thank God. I know that Michael Vick is like public enemy number one in a lot of people advocate brains, but I'll tell you what, he did more for this cause, for these dogs, for this movement. He never meant to, I get that. But without him... I wonder if dog-fighting dogs would even be given a chance right now. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. But that high-profile case gave us an opportunity to shed some light on what these dogs really actually could or could not do. Um, And we have now found in the last 13 years Mm -hmm. that um, dogs that were subject to dog-fighting, no matter what the severity or degree sure. of horrificness yeah they have a chance
1: yeah it's it's they all have individual a you yes. know, it's based on the dog so so not every dog fighting dog can be around animals but that doesn't mean all of them can't right. you know it's individual and they should be given a chance again of dogs course. are individuals you know and there yeah. are previous dog fighting dogs that are living with multiple dogs and cats mm-hmm. and they've got birds roaming around oh you gosh. know on their property and everything's fine yes um, which is which is an amazing testament oh my god
2: because there are dogs that didn't go through anything right. that cannot Right, you know, they cannot yeah. be by a cat, or they cannot right. be by another dog. Um, yeah. They may or may not be good with kids, and this this goes over the whole gamut of any type of dog. You yeah, know, I mean, breed. yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing about dogs being individuals, cats, um, you know, cows, yeah. chickens, the whole thing. I mean, you know, really, humans. We're, I mean, DNA is a crazy thing. Genealogy is a crazy yeah. thing. Like, we're just all our own thing. But but this is it's a it's a sad myth and I and I and and it came out of just so many years of of um experiencing like sure. nope. Nope. Right. Nope. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um and when you think of it in the grand scheme of things too for thirteen years we've been giving them a chance. Thirteen years is a drop in a bucket. Right.
1: It's relatively new information
2: for super sure. Super new. For sure. Yeah, super new information. Um and uh training and management and science has come so far in thirteen has, years too. Yes, yes. Which is awesome. You it's know fantastic. Oh. I'm
1: so excited for the future of how we're gonna treat our dogs, people. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Some of the neat things we should do a podcast actually
2: on some mm-hmm. of the neat science, like the MRIs that they've done on oh, dog yeah. brains. Mm-hmm. We should do something like that because I think that might be. Yeah. You guys, I wonder are you are you interested in that? Because I I'm interested. In that. I know you are. I know you and I are. Yeah. But we have to stop doing all these yeah. podcasts I were, just were interested yeah. in, right? We got to do what you all are interested in right. that are listening, um, which you should let us know what you want to hear about because we would really love to cater to your desires of what you'd like to, to hear about. But yeah. So, so then kind of transitioning, I guess from, you know, we're talking about training a little bit. We're talking about behavior and management and whatever. I think that a really interesting myth that isn't one of them that is like highly used by the anti-movement or whatnot, but it's a, heavy duty myth sure anyway yeah is that pitbull type dogs or dogs that are perceived as pitbulls mm-hmm. need to be treated differently that right. they need to do, they need to be managed differently
1: and trained differently this yeah. is a terrible myth oh my gosh it's awful i hate it Um, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people think that because they have a big dog, because they have a muscular dog, Mm -hmm. um, this dog that is perceived as something, Mm -hmm. um, that they have to treat it differently or harshly, or you need to be, um, more stern or, or whatever with it because you have this big dog. And I feel like that also goes for a lot of other breeds too that fit that description. And I feel like that's a, that's a mindset as a whole, um, Society. Yeah, that we yeah. need to to Change, shift. yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, just not true. I mean, right. again, they're dogs, they're individuals. Science tells us how to properly train dogs. Right. Period. The end. Right. I don't care what anybody else says. Exactly. Science says it. Yeah. Um, so they don't need to be treated, managed, or trained any differently than any other dog right. at any time. Right.
2: We just had um, very recently received um, a wonderful, beautiful email from this woman so um, so genuine and so just really transparent with her fears with Mm us and um, I think we might have brought this up for a totally different reason in a different podcast but this is the woman that um, got the puppy Mm -hmm. from the shelter and was under the impression that it was you know x y and z did a dna on it and found out that it was part american Mm -hmm. staffordshire terrier and her legitimate question one of her legitimate questions was now we're concerned about her puppy biting and what to do about it
1: yeah
2: you know so she was not concerned about the puppy biting when she thought that it was like an aussie and whatever and then, as soon as the words "pit bull" hit the page, yeah, she was worried about: is this really puppy biting? Is this aggression? Is this going to turn into something else? Literally, because it had a different name attached to it. Yeah, um, she was. She was. W- she was wonderful and beautiful. And and before you all get, you know, your undies all in yeah. a bundle. As soon as we talked through this, her yeah. and her husband you know understood exactly what we were saying that it's the same dog
1: right but that's just insane to think of the fear that's out Mm -hmm. there just by a simple name change she had that dog in front of her the dog in front of her didn't change Mm it didn't morph into something Mm -hmm. else the only thing that changed was the, the name of the breed attached to the dog
2: yeah she had no concern over that behavior previously yeah until the name of the dog right. breed that's changed, that's very troubling. Yep, and then she wanted to know how to handle it. She yeah. thought she knew exactly how to handle it previously with any dog, but yeah. now that she had a pit bull, she didn't know how to handle it sure. again. Um, wonderful, wonderful conversations were had, yeah. super super, duper great family. That dog is in a wonderful family, it's gonna be yeah. fine. So, but but the point is that this myth, so. okay, this is a big thing for me, Mm -hmm. a huge point about this myth, and we're actually going to do another podcast just on this topic, but is that um, owners Mm -hmm. of Pitbull-type dogs, we buy into this myth. Right. Mm -hmm. We buy into this myth. Um, And that is concerning because – what I what I want to explore at another time is like so what does that say to society and what does that say to your neighbors and what does Mm -hmm. that say to your family when you feel like you need to do specially different things because you adopted a pit bull yeah hang on
1: you don't need to do anything different or special yeah you still have a dog you have a dog you adopted a dog dog. your your pit bull learns the same way that a shih tzu learns that a Bernese Mountain Dog Learns. They all learn the same. Yep. They don't need to have any special sort of treatment. Right. Right.
2: Their learning can um, differ from dog to dog because they're individuals. Some may want to be reinforced with food. Some may want to be reinforced with a toy. You know what I mean? So like those types of little things Mm -hmm. are going to change because they're just individual dogs.
1: That's going to be, again...
2: Like Victoria just said, regardless of Yeah, their motivators might change. Right.
1: One dog may go bananas for cheese and the other dog's like, no, man, I need some steak to work. Right. Right. Or they may really be into fetch. We've had a ton of dogs, pimple type dogs specifically, that loved fetch. Right. Right so some dogs love to walk just
2: with something in their mouth oh yeah you know like that's that was like a fun realization for me at whatever point years ago like it, you know like we can't we can't focus we can't do anything we're gonna pull in the leash we're gonna be a, oh you want me to hold this toy and have a job while i walk yeah. okay and then they're prancing down the street holding on to they're it they're legit prancing right that's so cute right yeah This little baby puppy Rukia and her, she, Mm. she says, I got to carry a big stick when I walk because it makes me feel important.
1: I got to find the biggest stick around. Oh my gosh. She's She's so so funny. Yeah. She's so
2: funny. So, uh, yeah. So I, I feel like, um, I feel like this is one of the, one of the ones that you might be listening right now and going, wow. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually did think that i needed to um be harder be more stern um do things differently than what i did when i had this lab yeah
1: insert whatever other dog breed exactly you know, and it's you can
2: take this to a funny place too. Like if if you kind of need to, because we could easily say that the husky parents out there need to do something differently with their dogs, <laughs> well, their dogs, right? Are a little... Right, exactly. I mean, but energy, you know though. What? But you know what? They don't. They still just <clears throat> need to manage and treat and train and work with them as the dog that they are. You know, yeah. so like it's just so.
1: It's yeah. funny, and it's interesting too because genetics do play a role. Like we keep harping that all dogs are individuals, and they are individuals. However, there are some genetics, and some dog breeds like to do certain things over other dog breeds. You know, terriers are tenacious yeah. little dogs. You know, yeah. Um, so there is that. You know, right. we do recognize that, but but again, all stereotypes dogs
2: are... are there because of something right you know so i mean like that sure yes yeah absolutely that's important to point out for sure yeah there can definitely be um habits or behaviors that seem to be you know um or like retrievers love to swim right you know like type of thing but occasionally
1: you'll get a retriever that is doesn't not. like the water at all right right <laughs> yeah. or the
2: fact that roddies or pits don't like water right sure. and, and and i have seen over and over and over time and time again that that is not true mm-hmm. i had a roddy and a pit who both loved water right. loved to just dump jump off the dock yeah you know and and have a blast you know so um unusual yes individual mon- million percent right Yeah, million percent so So, yeah. So, you know, if this is something that you feel like, wow, that's kind of a new one for me, um, know that, um, in the future we're going to do a podcast Mm -hmm. just about, um, just for owners of people type dogs. That we can kind of, de- you know, deep dive yeah. into this mm-hmm. and, again, really kind of consider and think about, like, what this is saying to our neighborhood, what this is saying to our family. Yeah. You know, if we are, in fact, treating our dogs a
1: little bit differently because they're pit bulls. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: but- so in summary, there are a ton of myths out there. They run the gamut. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so just please remember to to do your research, get your motions in check. Right. Um, and kind of move forward yeah. from there. And to keep an open mind. I know that we said a lot of stuff that some advocates may be like, what the yeah, hell? Right. Um, again, do your research. Talk to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: And consider when you're hearing new things. I think maybe start to train your brain in that way, too. That when you're hearing new things, is this a myth? Yeah. Is this true? Because I know that a lot of our brains are just defaulting when we see this information come across. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be coming from somebody that we believe knows what the heck they're talking about Um, because, hey, man, we're all fallible. You know, I mean, so so maybe, you know, really trying to train your brain a little bit to to constantly be questioning if something comes across your your screen or your phone or whatever. And you're like, "Mm, I don't know if that sounds exactly right. I'm going to check this out before I hit the forward. Sure. Yep. You know, so Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, if you're celebrating any of the holidays in December, Mm -hmm. we hope that you enjoy yourself. Yes. That you stay safe. Yes. And happy. Keep keep your neighbors safe. Mm -hmm. We are, we're mask people here at Pitbull Advocates (laughs) of America. We are. Put on that mask. (laughs) Put on that mask. Yeah, so have a really great week. Um, Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Be really safe, everybody. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Okay,
0: bye. Bye. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, And don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution. And God bless you.